Hello and welcome to the Designed As You podcast, where we explore the depths of your being and how to navigate this beautiful but wild life through the lens of human design. I'm your host, Hilary, a human design teacher and intuitive, and I'm here to help you evolve into the person you came here to be. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm going to continue working my way through the energy types. So this is all going to be about the manifester energy type. The manifestors are the second most rare. There's only about 9% in the population of manifestors. And to be honest, I am now back in Australia, living in Australia, and I see way less manifestors than I used to when I was living in Germany and when I was living in Mexico. Even in Spain, I had a lot more manifestor readings. I don't know if that says anything about me. I'm just not attracting manifestors. But at the same time, I find it very, yeah, very curious that often in these places where people were doing things differently, you know, when I was living in Puerto Escondido in Mexico, there was a lot of expats, a lot of nomads, and a lot of people creating cool new companies or businesses or ways of living. And this is very aligned as a manifesto, really going against societal norms and really going against how we've how we think things need to be done our conditioned view and they're really here to create impact and movement and difference so i don't see it by coincidence but at the same time it has got me thinking about these places where it is more progressive and there's definitely places like that in australia so i'm going to break down for you today the manifesto and also, if you are in relationship with a manifester or you have a child that is a manifester, this is very important. I have a lot of, you know, mothers that do come to me about their manifester child because they can be very different to the other siblings or their other children. And we know that human design was channeled and was created for the younger generation, for the children, so that we can minimize their conditioning and really mindfully parent them to be who they are instead of trying to make them who they're not. And often this is done subconsciously and unintentionally. So when we can champion and we have awareness of who they are and what their design is at a core, this is when they can continue to flourish and be the person that they came here to be. So let's get into it. The manifesto. So manifesto, as I said, you are about 9 to 11% of the population. These statistics, by the way, were taken when Ra, the founder, was first sharing human design. So, you know, they can change a lot. And it's been, you know, 20 to 30 years almost now. So with this, the manifester, you are definitely the, the second most rarest type. That would be for sure. And you have the biggest aura of all the energy types. So this is, you know, when you enter a room, people notice you. People are profoundly impacted by you without you even having to say anything. It's like your energy does the talking. When you walk in, we can feel your presence. And that's a good thing. That's when you're in alignment. If you're dimming yourself or trying to be something you're not, that spark, that, that oomph, that intensity is gone. So We know with the energy types, it's telling us or reminding us of how to best use our energy in order to create what we're here to create, to create flow, to create ease, rather than forcing what feels like we're swimming upstream, what feels like there's a lot of resistance and struggle. 
So for the manifester, they're here to initiate. They're here to get the ball rolling. They're here to start something new, blaze a trail, create momentum. And their movements is the type that shifts worlds. They are pushing their community and the collective forward. And this is really through this independent, creative energy that they have. There's, there's very lone wolf energy as well because they really desire freedom and autonomy to just go off and do their own thing. And that's because that's what they're here to do. They're here to rally energy, create momentum. And this is very impactful to the people in the world around them. So they're here to create this change so that others can join in and follow. And most manifestors, they deep down know this. They know they're here to create an impact. They know that they're here to shake things up. When they go off and do their own thing, that's when they're really inspiring people to want to follow and partake and create and support the vision that a manifestor has. Every manifestor, it's very important for you to have a vision, to have a bigger picture. And it's important as well to go for the big vision. Not the half-hearted or the, the half-dream. Really go for what you see the world needs or what you just want to create. And this is where your strategy comes in, which is to follow your urges. I'm going to come back to that in a little bit. I want to keep on explaining the characteristics of a manifesto. So you are known as having an impactful and closed aura. So this means you really need to embrace your natural bigness, your intensity, and your impactfulness by doing exactly what you want. You really need to be unapologetically yourself because this is when your natural intensity will impact the people that are meant for you. Really release any shadowing that it's too much or too intense or too big. This intensity is your gift because that is how you're going to create ripples and impact others. If you dim your potency and power, then you'll be less impactful, less creative, less world-changing. And with that, when we're talking about this closed aura, it means as well that manifestors, we're not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. Your people love you and want to absorb, eat up, support, be in your energy or whatever you're creating. And others, they just might not understand or get it. And that's okay. They aren't your people. I always like to think that when a manifestor is born, they have a group of people, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that can be connecting to their message and look at your circuitry in this if you have more of this individual or tribal or collective. But with that, you so need to be yourself because then your people will be connected directly to that energy. The worst thing you can do is to try and change who you are or people please in order to be like. Because then you end up not having your own authentic tribe that you would that because they can't find you. And with that close aura, it also helps you protect you from external influence and external ways of being because you need to be so individualized and so connected with your your way of moving through the world. So it's important for you to stay in this self-process and not try and shift and change and mold yourself to other people. I often talk to manifesto clients and it's important to think of who you were as a child. Rather, human design founder, he talked that he was a manifesto actually and very telling, he created human design. He initiated it for us and now we have all these readers and people sharing it from his initial, initial channeling and his creation. So 
he talked about for manifested children that they're, they're not even really meant to be parented in the traditional sense. They know how they, they know their decisions. They know where they're going. They know their direction. They know what's right for them. So when you can support and hold them to that and stop trying to be something they're not or trying to dim them down or trying to make them a little bit less, less big, less powerful, then that can cause some real, real conditioned problems for a manifesto because that's how they learn. They learn, I can't be my full self. I need to taper myself down. I need to dim myself in order to be liked and accepted. Or I need to people please in order to belong. And we don't want to start that at such a young age. So the strategy of using your energy as a manifesto is to inform. So some really powerful and beautiful examples of manifestors, they were actually all the kings and queens and rulers in the past, most of them, even really big ones that created a lot of change in our world. Also, just some fun examples is J.K. Rowling. She created Harry Potter, that whole new world that shifted, especially my generation. And people, this is a beautiful example of people either adore Harry Potter and some, it's just not their thing. And it's not about trying to force everyone to be on board. This is important for you, Manifesta. Don't tarnish or change your vision. For example, J.K. Rowling, she went to multiple different, I think something like hundreds of different publishers and they backed her down until she finally was published and you see how much of a success that was. And also Adele, she's a manifester. She's so authentically herself and she shot to fame. She's nothing like any other pop star. And I also have seen an interview where she talks that she puts out an album and then she rests for two years. This is very manifester because and the manifester has these very strong spurts of energy because when they are here to act, they are going to have this urge and this stream of energy pushing through that's going to help them carry out their vision. And then they need to have their time to be off. They need to recalibrate. They need to rest. I use the example that a manifester is like an explosion. They come in, they create change, they shake things up. People are left very different from when they've been in response or have been in experience with a manifesto in their aligned, designed place. And that is so impactful. It is so much better to be that explosion than to be a dim candlelight all the time and be a shell of yourself trying to be on all the time. You're less impactful then. You're less creative. You're less, you know, you're shifting worlds less. So this is this really impulsive energy that's driven by the divine. Think of these pulses or when you want to create something as the universe expressing itself through you. And this is your urge. This is what you're designed to follow. You need to follow your inner urges that they either want you to create something new or just go for it. It's whatever that just there is this surge of energy and impulse that you want to create or do something. And these are rare and really special. So don't take them lightly. This is not random or out of nowhere. This is what the universe is signaling for you to, to do and to be. So this is the only type where you don't necessarily need to respond to an external stimulus. That's why they are the initiators. But at the same time, you need to wait for your inner urge. 
You need to wait until that energy is present there because with every urge, you're also going to have a surge of energy to help you carry that out. So if you have one or the other, it's just not the right time. And make sure as well that you're well rested because that surge of energy can't come if you're, you know, as I said, a shell of yourself. So once you're following your urges, this is where you're going to feel a sense of peace because you're doing what you're here to do. You're creating what you want to create and it feels like you're making moves according to your vision. And it's important as well to let other people in. And this is the second prong of your strategy is to inform. Let people know how they can support you. Let us know what you're creating. What can often happen is that a manifesto honestly just forgets. They forget that they need to tell people because they can be so in their own process and just going out and doing a thing and they might forget to tell their relationships or their community. And then that means that we can't help and support you. So as a manifester, it's important for you to inform so that you don't have to do everything alone because, again, your energy works in spurts. It's not this constant sustainable energy at all times. So with that, help, let, us, let us in. And this is also going to help your relationships. Ra openly said that he, he created this one just to help manifestors so that their relationships feel connected to them. Because what can happen is that people are wondering like, oh, you didn't tell me this. I didn't know you were interested in X, Y, and Z. Pretend you want to start a new business and no one knew you were even excited about, for example, human design or wellness, or you decide that you want to move to Mexico and you haven't even told anyone that that's been an inkling. And then all of a sudden you've just bought your ticket and you're gone. And then all your relationships that feel a bit starstruck or a bit whiplashed. So it just makes your life easier to let people in and inform them. Also, of note, because this is why it can scare a few manifestors to inform, it doesn't mean you're asking for permission. It doesn't mean you're getting advice. And you can be open when you're talking to your people that this is not what you're looking for. You're not looking for advice. You're not looking for permission, but you're just letting them know. But by informing others, it just makes your life easier. And it also means that the right people for you can find you. I like to think of, imagine that a manifester is a train conductor. And pretend you are, let's use a European example, because we all know that, that you are getting on a train from London and going to Paris to start your business venture. Maybe it's a nomadic work remote community. And you are standing at the platform in London telling the whole audience, this is what I'm doing. You're informing about your urge to go start this business in Paris. So you're informing. Then the people that align with you based on, you know, whether they're a generator or a projector or anything, you know, you've just given the projector the invite, then they can use their authority to decide whether to jump, jump on the train or a generator is going to respond with their gut and decide whether they want to jump on the train or a manifestor as well if they they're using their authority to decide if they want to come help you bring it to life. And with that, the right people will jump on your train. And the people that it's not for, that's okay. Don't try and persuade them. Don't try and, you know, change your vision in order to appease them. That will mean it's not the real, real project that you're meant to bring into this world. It's not what you're here to birth. So it's really important to not feel like it has to make sense to other people. 
you are truly innovative. You're truly different. And with that, people aren't going to understand before you go and do the thing. They won't understand innovation and creativity until it's staring right in front of them. There's a reason you have this vision and no one else has it. There's a reason why you have this idea and other people can't fathom it. It's because you're here to bring it into an existence. I always like to think, for example, we could never imagine that the iPhone would be connected to all our hands and that this was our way that we would connect digitally online and we'd also be able to shop and we'd also have maps and we would have, you know, whatever we, you know, everything we've got on there now. That we couldn't fathom that. Imagine our parents fathoming that, you know, 30 years ago even. And now it seems so obvious and it's so, of course. So this is the same with your vision manifesto. Just because it doesn't make sense now to other people doesn't mean it won't in the future, but you have to be the one to bring it to life. And remember that some people are going to love it and other people it's not. So this is not about a personal rejection or disapproval. We don't want to be spending our lives trying to please everyone. It's just that the ones that really connect with it will be there and they're going to help you fulfill your true potential. It's not a correct use of your energy to try and be for everyone. So never, ever, ever change in order for people to like you. This is actually more repelling and also feels terrible for you. And at the end of the day, Manifesta, there's just such a strong desire to be free, autonomous, creative, and you really don't want to be micromanaged or put in a box. So your freedom and your inter, your independence is it a core value for you. So make sure you're not forcing yourself to do anything you don't want to do. You know, we're never a victim to other people. You, when you are in a situation where you're not feeling like you can fully express, it's up to you to either set a boundary or to uh, ask for different. You know, even in work, whether you can ask your boss if you can have your own projects and whether you can have your own freedom or autonomy in certain areas and really show them like this is where your creative gifts can flourish. You know, at the end of the day, they just want you to be happy. And same in relationship. It's just having your own space. And I think this is honestly actually so important for anyone in relationship with a manifester. I feel like this is very helpful. I have a few students right now and especially one I can think of has a her partner and her son are manifestors. And it's like you can't, it's never personal. We're never wanting to be forcing a manifestor to do something and really see them when they're in their true magnetic, abundant, beautiful, highly energetic place when they're on, especially for our manifesto children. It can be hard going to school. It can be hard sitting at a desk. It can be hard to kind of force these very conditioned ways of being. And instead of forcing that, really see that, you know, maybe there's something different for them. Because often what will happen when we, when a manifesto is forcing something or feeling suppressed or micromanaged or not allowed to be or create freely is that anger can show up. And this is, you know, can either be irritation, annoyance, this very like me against the world energy and also a feeling that everyone is against them. And this is really important for a manifester to connect and make friends with their, you know, sacred rage or their propensity for anger to show up when they're unaligned. So our not-self is purely just telling us where we're getting off track. 
for example, for a manifesto, maybe where you're not following your urges or where you're trying to be something you're not or whether you're not just allowing yourself to be or where you feel like you feel suppressed or you've lost your freedom and autonomy. There is going to be this feeling of anger that shows up and make, make peace with your anger. I always talk to my manifesto clients that don't shame your anger. It's intel. It's showing you where you're getting off course and it's showing you that maybe you need to shift the energy up around something. It's helping you assess whether you may not be your full self and where you might be holding yourself back from your greatness and your impactfulness. Because really, you know deep down that that's what you're here for. So when this anger comes up, just notice it. Firstly, release it. Scream in the pillow. Go into the ocean or the water and scream under there punch a pillow, whatever you need to do, shake your body. There's a lot of psychologists talking now about the shaking therapy. Get that, move that emotion through your body. So anger, when we just pent it up, it gets pent up, pent up, pent up. And then we often can release it in, you know, I don't want to say inappropriate times, but times when it could be better times, let's just say. So release this energy of anger in a healthy way. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I think especially as women, we can shy away and feel like we can't express these things when really it's important that you do because it is showing you and it is releasing where you might be feeling controlled or feeling obstructed. And as well, get that anger out so then you can come back and have a more healthy conversation with someone. So again, it's not a bad thing. Anger is not a bad thing. It is just important for you to release it and move through it and then see what it is showing you. How can you come back to your urges? How can you come back to your vision? How can you come back to your authenticity? That's a big word for manifestors. Your authenticity. You're here to be very different. Honestly, I can really tell straight away if a manifestor is living in their alignment or not, even just from their Instagram page. I can tell straight away if a manifester is being 100% themselves. You can really see it. It's really quite obvious a manifester when they're, they're connected with their taste, their take, their creative eye, their authentic voice, their true expression. You can just tell. So that's magnetic. When you think of the people we think as the most magnetic, the people that are so themselves. So manifesto, it's really important for you to do that. I've actually dated a few manifestors and there's such a difference when you see a manifesto that is living in alignment and one that isn't. I dated one manifesto and he was, he's so lovely. He was such a beautiful person, but I shouldn't say but, but and. He also didn't have any boundaries, would just self-abandon himself all the time. He was a massive people pleaser. All he cared about was making me happy. And he kind of would just wait around until I finished my work. And then he was, it was like, he was kind of, it was this desperation energy in order to have my attention. And it was so not aligned for him. And it was quite repelling to me. I was quite repelled and it just didn't feel correct for him. It, then it didn't feel very, um, I don't know, I don't want to say attractive to me, but it didn't. It, it felt really inauthentic for him. And then the opposite with another manifesto was that he was doing his thing. He was excited and 
he had we definitely had both our very strong inter- d- interdependence where he would go off and do his own thing i would as well and then we'd come back and share and it feels very different with a manifester in the sense of i'm now with a projector my boyfriend he's a projector and it's very different with two projectors but this manifester projector energy was like i just knew just let him go do his thing never try and force him to do anything and yeah, it worked really beautifully. We dated for a while. Um, he was my first boyfriend. And it was really beautiful to see him just explore the realms of what he wanted to do and be and create. So I definitely did see this anger when things wouldn't, when he felt like he was feeling very constricted and he couldn't express. And it's often can be this like, you know, everyone is trying to suppress me. I need, and like, is this too much? I'm not enough. I need to change myself so other people like me. All of this is going to bring up anger. And there's going to be this niggling anger that will become bigger and bigger if you don't express it and if you also don't change something. You know, the Einstein quote is that you can't solve the same problem with the mind that created it. And, you know, the also the one insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. This is the same thing here. Your anger is a clue. So make changes so that you can come back to what your signature self, which is peace. Peace is a sign when you are living your design. When you're doing what you want to create and you're creating what you envision and following your urges, you will feel a sense of peace because no one is micromanaging you. You're not pressuring yourself to be anything that you're not and you're not trying to put yourself in a box. And also, it means that you're not trying to put pressure or expectations on your creations and just letting them be alive, letting them birth through you and always seeing that your urges are continually guiding you to the next up level. So really trust that things will unfold how they are meant to and that you have the freedom to follow your urges and you never need permission or advice from other people. Really as well, look at your definition. If you're a single definition, you really are an internal processor. If you're a split, triple split, or a quad split, there is going to be more of a propensity where you do like to bounce ideas off other people, but it should always come back to what your strategy and what your authority is guiding you towards. And this is where you're going to feel inner peace and space to breathe. And as well, this is when the right people will follow along and jump on board and you'll make that impact that you know you're here for. So by being unapologetically yourself and following your urges, you'll really find that peacefulness and as well in letting go that other people need to receive it in a certain way. You never need to micromanage how other people are going to receive your vision or receive your way of doing things or receive your creation. Remember that the role of the manifester, remember that you are here to disrupt things, you're here to dismantle, you're here to create change, make an impact, move worlds, whatever your your vision is, what your thing is. Um, we don't want to be playing safe as a manifester. It's taking away that uh, what you came here for. And your point of difference is your impact. But you're not going to have that point of difference if you're trying to be like everyone else, if you're trying to fit yourself in a box, if you're trying to be something for someone else or feel like you have to be a certain way to be loved or accepted or understood. 
you are meant to be different, a little bit off center. It's really important for you to see that your weirdness or uniqueness, that's good. We want our manifestors to let their freak flag fly and be the the one that's different because that's where your impact is born through because your vision is going to come through that. So If you're not feeling like you're connected to a vision or to these urges, I really would ask yourself, are you too much in your head or wondering or thinking about what other people will think or what they need? This really takes you out of your genius and you need to have a personal lens and be internal and be doing and creating what feels good for you. If you're too much in the outside world, you'll get lost to stress. We want to come back to that connection to self. It's so important, especially if you're a mom or you have a family or your work is very extensive. You can get lost in that and that really means you can feel lost and disconnected within. I often find that life can be quite challenging when we're not connected deeply within. So practices like Vedic meditation, I've spoken about it a lot of times, but it's good for everyone. But really to be able to connect within, you're going to have access to those urges. You're going to be able to connect to that intuition. You're going to be able to develop and create that vision that you have that is inherent in you as a manifester. It's often this peaceful revolution. What you see needs to be changed. What you just want to bring to this world so know that that you're here for that and know that you're here to disrupt the norm and you're here to create that peaceful revolution and it's always going to happen when you're following your creative expression and you're letting yourself just do your thing so if you're feeling disconnected from those urges I would recommend to connect deeper within because they are part of you and really you know When this urge comes, notice when the mind comes in two seconds later and tries to talk you out of it. That's not the voice that we're listening to. We are connecting with your inner intuition and urges. So for a manifesto in deconditioning, I really want to foreground, underlined, exclamation point, to please take up more space, to please move through any shadow of being too much or too energetic or too intense. No. You can never be too much for the right people and really release any of that people-pleasing or any masks that you felt like you needed to be to be lovable. And instead, allow yourself to be in your full expression and in your creativity and think back of who you were as a child and really see that you have always been this impactful, beautiful being ever since you were a child and make friends with that. It's not going to Freshen your belonging anymore. As a child, we can think that being that true authenticity, it can affect our belonging and our lovability. But now we know that you can really create true belonging through your authenticity. When you're pretending to be something you're not, you create relationships that aren't truly aligned or real for you. So be that full big self and follow the big dream not just the half-hearted, easy one that feels a bit more doable. Always come back to your authority and your intuition and follow those urges. Less about what makes sense from the mind and more of just what you, that urge that's moving through you and that surge of energy. So with this, it's going to be very different. I'm going to explain about that urge again, is that an urge 
is very specific. And it can sometimes feel like it comes out of nowhere and you can't describe why you should do it. You can't have a pros and cons list for whether you should follow an urge. For example, it just might say start this business or reach out to that person or study that course, whatever it is. That's coming purely from this urge. It doesn't have a story around it or a reasoning. It's not often going to be logical either. Or I remember I have a beautiful manifesto client, like start that art gallery or that art project. Um, you know, I know a lot of manifesto artists. They're really beautiful with that. Um, so the difference between that though is that, for example, that urge, start this business, it's very different to the mental processing of, for example, okay, I'm wanting to create more freedom in my life. I want to work a certain way. So I've seen that my friend who I met in Costa Rica, she does a similar business to X. So I'm going to do X and start that business because I see that that's how you become successful. No, this is not an urge. This is a preference. This is your mind trying to come up with solutions. And it's going to just mean that you're going to create something that's and it's going to mean that you'll create something that's not actually yours. It's not actually what that vision and every manifesto you chose to be a manifesto in order to create something totally new. And remember, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily reinvent the wheel, but it does need to be your true self-expression, whatever comes through you. And it's really great if you can have a career that you can share your own personal urges and feelings and inklings and thinkings with other people at all times. Also, what I've noticed in manifesto readings, it's so important to be so in your own process and so in your own vision. And that's what you're here to create. Sometimes we can look to outside opinions and views and think about what does my community need? And yes, while that's a beautiful inquiry, and especially maybe if you have desire motivation, then this could be somewhat correct for you. But if you're a manifesto, you're really here to be, you know, connected with that inner vision and that purpose and really wanting to just go and do whatever you envision. And it's almost going to be tarnished or feel a little bit less powerful and less yours if too much of an importance in what you think or you assume or you presume your audience wants. Your audience will come and your people will come when you create from a pure, authentic, powerful, real place. That's what attracts your people. Not by you reverse engineering and going out and seeing like, what do all these people want? And then creating from that. No, you need to be creating what is just wanting to be birthed through you. And then your people will find you. Don't try and reverse engineer it. I know that's how we've been taught to do business or how we've been taught to bring things to life. You know, find your niche. No, your niche will be created by whatever, you know, your topics or your themes or your vision or your interest or your project or your idea or your artistic creativity and expression. That creates your niche. That creates your market. That creates the movement and the impact that you're here for. Not when you try and like a little bit like people pleasey the other way. So trust your instincts, trust where you see this is going, trust where you want to go. This is important as a manifester. Nothing is selfish. Nothing means that you're you know, obsessed with yourself. Absolutely not. This is what you're here for. This is what your soul chose for. And this is how you can then serve your community. And remember that strategy. 
of informing others. Let other people in. Because then you're able to really affect others. And you're really creating that that movement and that ripple that you know you're here for. And as well, as a last note, welcome that anger and move through it. And be kind to yourself along the way. You are one in a million manifester. And I never want you to forget that. It's important for you to go first before you feel ready and just ignore those rules. Move in the other direction. And whenever you doubt yourself, remember you've been training for lifetimes for this. It's all about starting this, you know, peaceful revolution that's brewing within you. You know that something really wants to change and you want to bring something different. So that's because you're here to bring that difference. Trust that you have your own rhythm and timing in life. And that you need to do things differently as well. You're the person that is here to take the lead. And actually, I was talking about this with a recent Manifesta client, and she uh, is a female embodiment coach, and she's very well-versed in the polarity of the feminine and the masculine. And she recently asked me about how you can approach being a Manifesta in this feminine embodied way and we were talking about how a manifesto you are so beautifully seasonal you're here to be very receptive to your inner urges and wait until you have that that messaging from internally so this is very very feminine and as well that seasonal energy of sometimes you're going to feel like being more in that masculine and in that doing and in that implementing and initiating and other times you're going to feel more in your feminine where you're just receding and receptive and resting. And then when it comes to your strategy of initiating, this can be done very femininely. This can be done. I love this example of imagine back in the 20s when you wanted to initiate a relationship or, you know, let's just say as women, getting a man to ask you out or initiating that first initial encounter. And uh, the way the women would do it is they would drop their handkerchief as they were walking past, and then that was initiating. And then the male was coming in and picking up, and then he would spark conversation. In reality, he thought he was just picking up the handkerchief and he was initiating. But this is that beautiful dance that you can do as a manifester is um, this initiating in a feminine embodied way. And you are also just creating different thoughts and thinkings into other people. So. Give yourself space and it doesn't have to be in this masculine, heady energy. It can be done in a beautiful, free and feminine way. So when you are embodied manifesto, you're so courageous. You're so creative beyond any measure. You understand that in order to be your most potent and powerful, that rest is really important in your process because when you're resting, you're recharging your battery. You have this undefined sacral which means you come in, as, as I said, with that bang, with that explosion, but you need to take time off to recover and give yourself licensing for that. This Sometimes nine to five can feel very constrictive and hard for a manifesto. So rather than feeling like there's something wrong with you, how can you create more pockets of rest and integration and digestion in your day? Because that's going to help you really come in with that creative inspiration when you need it. So. When you are in devotion to your inner urges, this is the divine flowing through you. 
your voice, your vision, it's really powerful and it's for a good reason. So please create unapologetically and express what you need. Because as well, remember, you don't have to do it all alone. So move at your own rhythm. Never force your creativity or inspiration when the energy isn't there. Just take advantage when those spurts of energy are there and rest when they're not. And really see that you are your purpose. Your purpose is continued to be communicated every time you open your mouth and even just in your energy. When you're speaking from your heart and you're creating from your heart, please continue to be your bold, your brilliant, your free and impactful self because that's when you're going to be really creating and shifting the change that needs to happen. We need you, Manifesto, to be so in yourself and in your vision. And please remind yourself, you're never a victim to society's rules or other people's expectations. You have the power to pave your own trail, to do your own thing, to create what you want to create. So just follow those urges. The world opens up to you when you do. Nothing is impossible. Your vision isn't too big. It just might be too big for some people that it's not made for. And when you have that vision, remember it's for a reason. It's for you to birth into this world. Give yourself permission to do things like they've never been done before. Call back all your power that you may have given to others. It's never, ever going to be someone taking your freedom. It might just be your lack of boundaries or need of approval. So please release the need to please or make sense to others and be truly free to create. Your vision is exactly what the world needs. So take off any self-imposed chains. And we'll just watch you go. So I really hope this serves you, Manifesto. And as well, anyone that is in relationships with the Manifesto, remember to never take any of this personally. They're here for that impactful energy. Don't try and taper them down or feel like you kind of need to, you know, get a Manifesto to do something that was aligned with you. If you really love your manifesto, let them be them. Let them do them. If they can't, they don't want to do something, just let them not do something. And really remind them of what you see in them. Remind them that they are these creative and innovative beings. And even if you might not get what they're doing, support them. I'm sending you so much love, manifesto. If you would like to dive deeper into your human design, I have one-on-one readings. Right now, I'm actually full until November. Otherwise, I have my human design certification where you can learn to become a human design reader and also be able to implement to understand the people in your life. And I have my rest assured retreat, a four-day, three-night in the Byron Bay hinterlands where you, you will reconnect to that inner voice, that inner joy, and be able to truly embody your design. It's beautiful to have all this knowledge, but we need to be able to embody it in our everyday. I'm so excited to have you and I will speak to you soon in next week's podcast. Sending you lots of love. Bye for now.